Oh, there it goes. Everybody watch out and look up. It's Keep Up with Osamalo and Sylvan Singh. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program with my co-hosts and comrades. I got Pokemon Stoner. I got Osamalo. I got Neil, the MP Comptech. He's also El Tribo. Go listen to his music. He's got a lot of really deep trance techno music. We got John of All Trades. He is also one of our engineers and our moderators. Go watch his YouTube channel, Sammy and John. He goes out to the Adirondacks. He has a lot of clean food eating, a lot of hiking trails. Let's get into some motherfucking topics. What the fuck happened? So SCOTUS is at it again. And uh, SCOTUS has been very uh, busy. So for anybody out there that doesn't know what SCOTUS is, that is the Supreme Court of the United States. Just like FLOTUS, the First Lady of the United States. Just like POTUS, the Pussy of the United States. Or Pussy Grabber of the United States. So I put these cases together. There was a case in Colorado a few years back. And uh, it's okay to laugh, Oscar. You know, I can be funny every once in a while. It's all right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that was funny. So Colorado, uh, they had a case where a bakery was... Uh, refusing to sell cakes to a gay couple. Now, that is problematic in so many ways, just like abortion. I know that's like an extreme. But um, anytime you make a service very difficult for someone, it makes it very difficult. It really does. Like they either have to go across state lines, they either have to go to another township. That is a burden that should not be. And I, did, I disagreed with that decision, by the way. Totally. Especially for something like this that was going to occur. So, Harry pointed out in the pre-recording that uh, separation of church and state, it's a myth. It's a myth. All our laws are based off the Judeo-Greco-Christian laws. Fact. It, it should be separation of state. Of course it should. Like, no religion. It would end up like the Taliban. It would end up like the Vatican. It would end up like any religious state. And we are not a religious state. Harry is right. But technically, we're wrong, too, because Bush, all these presidents have said, God bless America, bringing uh, the, the anthem, like putting your hand in the heart, saying God, uh, God Putting God everywhere, pretty much. Even though a lot of us come from different religious uh, backgrounds. Some of us are agnostic. Some of us are atheists. So it makes no sense. So anyway, back to the religious right. Pretty much the religious right. And obviously there are zealots and, and evangelicals in the Democratic Party as well. Whatever. So these religious employers basically do not want to give contraceptive products they do not want to pay for those things for their female employees. That's wrong. So because of that cake deal, it led more rights for an employer to have their religious beliefs be in play. So that's why I say they are very similar to each other. And by the way, we got it wrong a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually, we left out DACA. That is the Dreamers Act. That is still in play. That is to get citizenship and amnesty for the 12 million to 11 to 12 million immigrants, undocumented immigrants, I think before 2005 or something like that. So anything after that, they've been more strict with the laws, but anything before, before that where their parents literally brought them over here, they were born in this country. We are trying to find a path to citizenship for that. And of course, Trump and this administration has made it very political. Hopefully that goes through. We have a, uh, me and Oscar went to a very, and Harry too, went to a very diverse school where that affects a lot of people, a lot of people's families, a lot of people that we know live here and stuff like that. But like, imagine people that want to live with their families not being here or like people that are going to school that have to either go back and be deported for some silly reason. This is the land opportunity. It should be for everyone. 
Yeah, and just like you said, Vince, um, a lot of our you know classmates where we grew up, where we went to school, the Renaissance School. I remember, you know, um, I was obviously very fortunate to make it here at this country, um, legally with with my father, my mom, you know, being able to get my green card from Honduras and all the. All you gotta the- say, you gotta say legally in Glendale, they'll come at the OS. <laughs> get the ice, ice. <laughs> But I remember um, a couple of our classmates that were just so worried because when we were about to graduate, they didn't know what they were going to be able to do if they were going to be able to go to college. And I was like, damn, you know, something that we took for granted that I even took for granted, they had to struggle and had to go fight for their rights. And one of our one of our classmates, Alejandra Reese, she's big into. into yes. Big and, shout out to her. She's always been about it. Even when we were in class she, and yep. she she actually works at, and fuck ice, by the way, abolish ice. I keep going. So I didn't mean to do that. No, it's okay. And, you know, Alejandro, she's still fighting for um, Hispanic rights, all, always doing fundraisers, whatever she has to do. So that's something that I've, I, we've been able to admire from afar just because of what she's been able to do all the way from high school and now how she's followed it passionately. Yeah, yeah big shout out to her. She's an Inti. Inti, one of our uh, my sister's classmates, she's been very intricate in that, in that struggle and that fight. And no matter what, whether America has amplified it or magnified it, those two individuals that me and Oscar just, Oscar and I just mentioned, had always been about that fight. So we're literally everybody's jumping on their bandwagon, and they've been doing this for like at least ten years. Trump's taxes: the Supreme Court uh, court uh, deemed it illegal for the Democratic Congress to obtain their taxes, but made it necessary for the New York Supreme Court, the Southern District, to obtain his taxes. So what that basically means is that you cannot weaponize a president's taxes through politics, which I agree with. I agree that the Democrats should have got rejected on that. But should we should America never be able to see his taxes or should they never be able to prosecute a sitting president? No. So that's why it was integral. That's why it was very important for the New York State District to get that in their favor. So now they get to see his taxes. They get to make any criminal charges against him. Because that's not Congress's job. Congress's job is not to prosecute the president. Even though they put him through impeachment hearings, and we were all for it, it was technically illegal. So that's why you got to be careful. Same thing with all these laws. Same thing when you when you look to change a law, especially in the Supreme Court, you should always be careful because it might bite you in the ass later. Because if it doesn't apply to everybody or if it just applies to one person or just one group, it, that shouldn't be a Supreme Court case. Uh-huh. Real quick to get out of here, Seoul mayor found dead. Uh, that is the mayor in South Korea. Um, we don't know if that's a big deal yet. Obviously, it's a big deal. It's the mayor of a major country, a major city. But um, there's been a lot of tension. Uh, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il, uh, their, the sister who might come into power soon. Um, they got rid of the presence, the presence in the peninsula. There's been a lot of friction. So who knows if that uh, mayor was murdered. I'm not trying to put mur- uh, rumors out there. Dictatorships, tyrants, man, they could do whatever the fuck they want. You just saw that with Roger Stone. We didn't even put that on the outline, but he got uh, his uh, sentence communicated. Um, he was supposed to do a few years in prison for uh, lying to Congress. He's a felon. Robert Mueller actually called him out and said that he still is a felon. That's just another one of uh, Paul Manafort. You can you can go run by the list. Michael Flynn, all the people that he, uh, Arpaio, the guy that did uh, court contempt, for trying to lock up the sheriff that was trying to lock up Mexicans down on the border. He went to jail and uh, Trump pardoned him. So basically, he's not draining the swamp. He's creating more of it. La 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 la. What the fuck did I hear? Nope. And guys, let's open the light on that. So please, lead us 
with um, Juice World. Um, so um, I've 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 always liked Juice World. Um, he has a, a track with Eminem on um, "Music to Be Heard, Murdered." Album. Rest in peace. Know. Rest in peace. So you know, it's it, this is this was a weird album to listen to just because we know that he's passed away, just like Pops. Well, rest in peace to both of these young guys. Um, but it's very it's very weird to listen to it because the, the intro it's, itself it's called anxiety. It deals with a lot of um, his drug problems. Deals with a lot of his drug problems, and basically almost every song he he goes through all his his um, addictions. So it's hard to listen to him saying, you know, he expects himself to die soon. He's not going to make it through another year. And little little do we know, he gets out of a plane when he's on his way to Chicago, and he has a seizure at the airport. Is pronounced dead at the airport. I mean, at the um, at the hospital after they take him. So it's it's a really hard album to get through, just because of everything that he's singing about, rapping about, just because he's passed away so fast, you know, right after that. And it just goes to show you how dangerous um, popping pills are, uh, drinking codeine. So it's you know something that very I fun, but not a very long life life uh, line. Yeah, I remember when Lil Wayne was going through um, his seizures and everything too. So yeah, know, that guy's like he's become immune to it at this point. I don't think he can survive without. Yeah, I don't think he can survive without syrup anymore. To be honest, I think it's like in his bloodstream. It's like Aunt Jemima type shit. Yeah, and eventually he had to stop doing it because he would have he would have died too. He was going through. Oh, he really did. He really stopped. Yeah, he had to stop because he was going. He was having seizures. Yeah, yeah, and Rick Ross. Rick Ross was going through a lot of seizures. He he got off the lean too. Oh, I'm glad because he'll end up like Pimp C. Pimp C was dead for several days when they found him. Yeah, so it's it's a sad thing, you know. It's it's hard to listen to somebody's album when they're talking about how much how much drugs they're doing on a, on a daily basis. That you're just like, wow. And then you know, and then at the end of the album, um, he does his outro where he it's basically an Instagram live where he was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna probably die by this year, and I'm not gonna make it till 21. And you know, you know, you you know how a lot of celebrities have have passed away at the age of 27, the famous 27 Club. Biggie, so Tupac. Yeah. Well, so actually, they were below that. They were below that. So he's basically said, um, "Now we are. We're, I'm going to be probably be part of the 21 Club because there's so many of the, of the young artists that that are dying because of that." Damn. And yeah, there's yeah uh, another law, another life law. When they do that though, when they like predict their death, I always think of like you know obviously Machiavelli and Tupac, but I also think of life after death. So I'm not necessarily impressed with that. Like a lot of that's like been the case they've been biting off of that for years i don't even like juice world i saw him at made of america philly a few years ago to me and they both performed in the same festival um little uzi bert which i actually like i like little uzi bert he actually i mean he's a big Marilyn manson fan he integrates that in music a lot um i actually like uh little yachty a little bit but for some reason juice world doesn't do it for me oh well but um august alcina that's a big oh actually let's hold that real Casey Veggies and Rocky Fresh. Fresh Veggies is their new album. We'll be doing that every week now. Harry gave us a nice comprehensive list of um, album releases. I did not listen to Casey Veggies, but I am a Casey Veggies fan. I did listen to Bully Jeans and The Alchemist, and that is The Alchemist you're thinking of, the very famous producer, Nina Sky, um, Mr. Wonderful, uh, my man, uh, what was his name? <laughs> um, Action Bronson, uh, Prodigy, Mur- uh, Mob Deep, Legend, legend. He's so he did everybody. Boldy, yeah, and Boldy James. You guys will like it if you listen. He's very good. You know what's funny? He actually, if you uh, if you just 
put his audio on Michael, he looks like he looks like Michael if he was a rapper. Like if Michael rapped like Michael Williams, that's <laughs> like I would imagine him to sound like that. I'm like, Michael, you should sound like that. Like if you sounded like that, you would be a great rapper. <laughs> that's funny. So um Lady A, um Harry mentioned that um a few weeks ago. Um Lady Antebellum. What hypocrites. They um changed their name, which we thought was righteous, to Lady A. Someone else owned it. So they were just like, okay, can we co-own it? And the woman from Seattle was very gracious and she said, yeah. And uh, but then they wanted for themselves and they sue they're suing her. They're suing she's owned the name for 20 years. And we don't think that I mean, I don't think that's right. I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but I don't think that's right. So that's hilarious that this this group thought that they were like, you know, trying to be politically correct. But they're even more racist by trying to like gain ownership of someone that already owned the name. Who the fuck do they think they are? Yeah, that is crazy. But that's the kind of world we're living in, Vince. Yeah. So let's get on something we can all freaking talk about. Let's get on this juiciness. Um, we waited a little bit because we wanted to see all the facts come out of it first. We don't like, you know, because to be honest, it's like a, a it's America's favorite pastime to make rumors up yeah. about Will Smith and Jada. They let very little out about themselves. They're kind of like a lot of the couples out there, Beyonce and Jay-Z. That's why we're going to compare them real quick. Uh, so if you don't know, a long time ago. So again, everybody says that Will Smith and Jada Smith are always in an open relationship. They said they do not. They said on the show, on the red table, they're, they, they do not participate in an open relationship, but they had been on breaks, at least one that we know of. And one of them was through August Alsina. He is someone with an autoimmune uh, deficiency. So that's important because he was sick while they were together. He is a very famous R&B singer. He's young. He uh, worked with Jaden Smith, their son. Very good artist as well, Sire. Uh, so while he was recuperating and while the Smiths were having marital problems, they, uh, they had an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> so while he was nursing him to help, uh, it just, I guess they decided to fuck a few times and shit like that. And supposedly August Alsina allegedly got permission from Will. That was the only discrepancy, supposedly. So in the beginning, they denied it very heavily. But the only thing they were really denying was the permission part, which... Uh, Jada got all feminist on us. Was like, well, the only one that has a lot of this pussy, pretty much, is me. And uh, yeah, that's cool, man. You know, lie together, ride together. That's all good, bad boys. Like, I feel you. I feel you. But um, what do you guys think about that? Um, so, like you said, you know, we we've been following this for years. It, it's it's always been that rumor about the whole open marriage and everything, but it's never come out. Um, when August Alsina actually put out a a track last year, which was titled Nunya. It was, yeah, you know, good, 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 good reference. I missed that. Good reference. Yeah, it's it's funny that that comes out, and everybody knew who he was talking about. And you know, um, you've seen uh, footage of them on the red carpet, and you even have a picture of Queen Latifah in the background, as if she knows what's going on. Which is, it's really funny, you know. And I, this is a conversation I have, I had with Kim. So why are people making such a big deal? And I told her, hey, look, if it was your average Joe, nobody would care. But this is Will Smith. He's he's not he's your top of the list. Um, blockbuster superstar actor so when you when you saw this you know i, I saw august's um interview with uh angela e and you know i get oh, I forgot to mention that too i forgot to mention that too that was a very good interview and a very famous interview yeah so i you know i see what he's doing he's doing his press run and yeah that was that was a big thing that he had will smith's permission to to be with her which is weird um which is weird like, yeah, but it's like, very common. It's very common, especially yeah. breaks and separations. People, people fuck on the side. And yeah. to be honest, people, and you've been married for a long time. I'm not saying like you should enter this, but I, I haven't been married for ever, any, any time. And 
damn, like, how do you keep a relationship fresh after like 30 years, 20 years? Like, it's hard. It's hard. So I can't, I can't dismiss that, like anybody's remedies to try to keep their relationship fresh. I can't judge. Yeah. So when she did the, you know, she, she said on Twitter, she's going to do some healing. We all knew she was going to speak. I honestly thought that she was going to the red table talk, y'all. Yeah, I actually thought that they were going to try to clean it up, that they weren't going to admit really? anything. Really? Oh, no, I knew she was going to admit it. I knew, I knew it. All power to them, man. If they, if they can sit down and, and, you know, Will Smith is getting a lot of shit on Twitter right now. Everywhere. The memes are Get the strap. Get the strap. Memes that are coming out. I don't know if you saw the latest clip that, that's um, going viral right now where it's Will Smith when, and he's doing the Uncle The, the, the Uncle pursuit of happiness. Uncle. Yeah. Oh, oh Uncle Phil? Oh, shit. Yeah, so he, remember the part where he's up uh, talking about his father and he's like, I don't love you. If you don't want me, that, that scene right there. So they've completely dubbed that whole scene and somebody created this where um, I'll do Bad Boys 4 without you. Um, I'll do I Am Legendary. And oh, it's, shit. It's really funny. But, you know, it, like I said, it's a big deal because it's a high celebrity case. And. You know, who knows um, if Will Will was doing something because now that there's pictures, Margot Robbie, there's pictures coming out of him and Margot Robbie, and you just see footage when they went on their um, press tour for Suicide Squad, how close they were. They had that chemistry, and you you could see the ten- the sexual tension that they already had. And he's so not on the new Suicide Squad. There's a scheduling yes. difference. Hmm, Jada, and, Jada. Yeah, so now that, <laughs> now that all that is coming out, you're like, okay, so he's probably not allowed to work with her again. And who's going to say no to Suicide Squad 2? Uh, Margot Robbie and him were the best part of that movie, which wasn't that great. Absolutely, movie. absolutely. It, it sucked. It, it sucked even more without them. But let's yeah. get out of this real quick. Uh, yeah, August Alcina, Jada, you're right. Uh, oh, not even get it, but we are going to get out of it, but let's get this last part in there. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, 444 and Lemonade, they monetized their, that was more infidelity. That was, this one wasn't infidelity. This one was separation. When you're separate, all, all bets are off. You, you can go do whatever you need to do. Like you need to go heal or if you need to go satisfy, you're not with that person anymore. A famous line from Ross, we were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But um, yeah, that's why I mentioned them because uh, Jay-Z got a lot of flack, which he deserved for cheating on Beyonce. And a lot of people came to Beyonce's defense. Not many people are coming to Will's defense. A lot of people are just making fun of him. And I am too. I'm joking around. But I, as a friend, I wouldn't do that to him. I would be like, I'd be on his side. I'd be like, dude, like you did what you had to do to keep your marriage together. Exactly. Like, what am I going to do? That's your best friend. That's your soulmate. Like, I, I wouldn't expect you to give up on her so quickly. Yeah, I would expect it. If they were able to work through it and, you know, do that table talk, because you see his pain also while he's doing this interview. And it's I actually like the way that they try to put humor into it. How yeah. he's, he's there. He's like, well, now I'm going to say it through your transgressions. Yeah, so, hey, man, if they can if they can get through it. Why not? You know, they, they actually look better to me now, like before. Um, and they don't they can divulge whatever they want about their business. They can keep whatever they want private. That's fine. But to me, it humanized them a little more. And I appreciate yep. their friend. I love I love them as a couple. I love Red Table Talk. Just made me more of a fan, to be honest. Exactly. What the fuck did I watch? And uh, I watched The Politician. I'll get into that real quick so that uh, both of my cohorts, they both watch Hollywood. They can get a little review in on that. Um, I hope that they watch The Politician one day. If they like Hollywood, I think they would like The Politician. The Politician is about Ben Blatt. If you saw 
Dear Evan Hansen, uh, two major actors are in that uh, show. They're also the, the creators of Hollywood as well, Ian Brennan and Ryan Murphy. It is about a politician in uh, California. Not a politician. He's a student in uh, California, kind of like Rushmore, that movie. Uh, it has that same vibe. He is going cutthroat to become a president, to get into Harvard. Anything, anything. He will do anything to be class president. And he like, pretty much embodies like a real presidential campaign. Like That's how serious uh, it is. When Paltrow's in it, the new season, the second season, and the season finale has Bette Midler and Judith Light. If you ever wow. saw Who's the Boss, if you ever saw Transparent, Judith Light is amazing. So it's obviously Bette Midler. She is the campaign manager of uh, Judith Light. She is the center of New York. So it's very good. It's very good. You should watch that. Tell us why we should watch Hollywood, guys. And the only reason why we're versing them together, we're good at versus, guys. We're trying to make that more a part of the show. We want to start comparing different shows, too, and different uh, mediums, kind of like Celebrity Deathmatch. Go ahead. Tell us about Hollywood, Oscar, and Harry. Um, so the first thing I notice is any, any show that, that, that'll start with a star-studded lineup, I love. I'm a big fan of not, not even just high celebrities, but just you know people that, that we've known. Like um, Hollywood has Jim Parsons. I had no idea Jim Parsons was even in this show, and his role is incredible. I hated um, him. Really? Oh, nice. No, no, no. I feel like as a villain, I hated the not you know shell not the you know him. I hated the character, yeah. and I feel like that was a good thing. Jim Parsons, who's that? Jim Parsons was in uh, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing actor. Oh yeah. my god, he, he killed it. He did, and I hated the character so much. I really did. Why like, he made me hit that uh, manager. Uh, the uh, that's good. Manager. I was like Yo. Sheldon. Sheldon from the Big Bang. Yeah, so you know, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, um, Hollywood is based upon. Um, I believe it's right after World War Two, mm-hmm. um, timepiece, and that's another thing. I love timepieces when you can give me that. that time yeah, that time that we, we, you know, we we can see it through the cars, we can see it through the clothing. I love that. Um, so you know, this is um, a bunch of young Hollywood actors trying to make it in, in the showbiz, and you get to see what they have to go through. Um, you also have Dylan McDermott, who plays a gas Very station. Good. A gas station clerk, and you know he runs a prostitution gas station. Which it, it, he's in the politician, also by the way. He's in the uh, politician too. That's, that's even pretty cool. Um, and you know, um, th- this is this show is very important, especially in this time, I believe, because as you're watching it, you all get you also get to see African Americans, and you also get to see a Jewish writer. I'm struggling, and he's also um, Asian, I believe. Oh, he, I don't know if he's Jewish, but he's, he's part of. No, he's part Filipino. Okay. So, you know, he's, he's a director. He, and that's actually his ethnicity in real life, too. Oh, wow. The guy from uh, the, the um, Versace show and the Glee. Uh, so, you know, you get to see their struggle and what they had to deal with, especially um, this black actress who she plays Camille Washington. Um, that's Laura, Laura Harrier. Yeah, Laura, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. Laura Harrier from Home, Spider-Man Homecoming. And she does an incredible job, you know, and I'm glad that she was able to get away from the that Spider-Man persona that she did in that movie because it's it's more of a grown-up role and it just goes to show you how good of an actress she is. I actually don't remember for that movie. I remember her in Black Klansman. Mm. Oh, yes, she was in She was movie. the love interest and she was, she's so hot. Her character is based off of, by the way, um, Oscar didn't say this yet, but um, it is an alternate reality. Uh, I did not realize that at first. I thought it was a straight-up period piece. I thought because it had Rock Hudson that, like, it was going to be more based on real life. It was not at all. So if you're looking for this to be, like, Mad Men or – actually, it is like Mad Men. Um, they are taking a real decade 
and they are rewriting what happened pretty much. Yeah. So you see, so the movie Peg is a real movie in real life, but they changed it to Meg to, to have a black actress like Lena Horne and Dorothy Dandridge, the one that Laura Harriet plays, Camilla Washington. And basically all these things that never happened in history are basically happening and they're rewriting it in this show. And that's yeah. what makes it so cool. It makes it so cool. The pioneering, even though it didn't happen that early in history, it's like, what if it's like man in the little high castle. It's like, what if these um, iconic moments, moments in history happened earlier? Yeah, and that that's what we you know. That's why, to be honest with you, when I watch the show, it really it really does make you feel like, holy shit, man, this is incredible. Because even though we know, you know, it didn't happen in this way, what if it had happened that way? What if some, what if a major studio had put um, a, a black actress on the screen, you know? And with all, who cares? I get, I understand with the flag of the South, and but it does really get show you how how bad racism was back then, you know, especially not that we're not going through our racist period right now. Racism will always exist. But when you get to see it on that scale, you know, the South boycotting movies just because, you know, what they didn't want. They didn't want black actors. They didn't want um, black writers. So it's very important that you get that everybody gets to see the struggle that took place during all these times. And it's yeah. just very unfortunate. But it's a, it's a show that really does touch you. Just because you get to see, like, this this, this isn't fair what these people had to go through. And another thing that they also show is um, the KKK, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's incredible when you see how the KKK would burn fucking crosses on, on people's lawns, you know? It's, yeah. it's a scary-ass fucking thing. So shout-out to Samara Weaving from Ready or Not. She's also in it. She's the daughter of Rob Reiner, uh, Ace Studios. Just a lot of moments, just a lot of great uh, – Mira Sorvino's in it. Yeah. Dylan McDermott, like you said. Um, I don't know who plays Archie, but he's a phenomenal actor. Um, who's the actor that plays um, the main guy that's in the uh, – by the way, they run a prostitution ring at the gas station. Who, who is that guy? Oh, uh, looks like who, Superman. Oh, David Cornsweat? I can't pronounce his name. Cornsweat. Well, I mean, in like in Kansas, that guy needs to play fucking Superman one day because he looks just like him, and he's also a politician, by the way. Yeah, and he's uh, he, you know, he's a young up and coming um Hollywood actor, and he's got to do whatever he has to do because he has a, he has a couple uh, kids coming on the way. Oh, and Judd Apatow's daughter's in it too, Maud Apatow. Yep, and you you also we also got Queen Latifah in it, which I had yep. no idea. Hattie McDaniel's God in the Wind. Yep. So you know, th this is it's 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 a it's an incredible cast. I, I I like it. I'm not finished with it. I'm up to the last two episodes. Oh, you'll you'll like it. It's a good so, ending. So I'm Unlike like, the affair, which we don't have to talk about. That shit sucked. Don't ever watch the affair, guys. One of the worst shows of all time, especially the last season. Oh my god, it was getting good too, and then they fucking fucked me up. Anyway, uh, real quick, because Harry Styles, we gotta go. Crashing, since I was the only one to watch these shows, Pete Holmes is a comedian. Judd Apatow directs the show. I compare that to The Crashing Show. That is That was on HBO, like I said. B.B. Waller-Bridges also created a show that is only six episodes on Netflix, very short. It is about uh, these uh, young 20-something-year-old that live in a hospital in England. And in uh, England and in Europe, you're allowed to occupy those spaces if they're like kind of abandoned until you have to move out. So with that, um, like I said, she's the creator of Run. She's the creator of uh, uh, Killing Eve. She's the creator of uh, Fleabag. So this is what got her jumpstart. Very good shows. Compare them if you want. That's fine. And then the last comparison is Avenue 5. I only watched a couple episodes of each one. Um, Avenue 5 is a cruise ship in space. It, so, it stars Hugh Laurie from uh, House. 
and a lot of other uh, actors and actresses, very good ensemble cast. Same thing with Space Force starring my man Steve Carell and uh, John Malkovich. That one is not what you think. It's the military trying to end up in space. They're not literally in space like Avenue 5. So, BNA, tell us real quick. BNA is a new anime out on Netflix. It's about yes. these people between humans and beastmen. Beastmen are basically animal, humanoid animals who can like be an animal or they could change into a human. I don't get the whole oh, thing. Animorph. Oh, like animorphs. They're, they're actually not rebooting. Like, not like animorphs. It's totally different. Oh, okay. But, um... They so basically, this one girl who was a human ends up turning into a Tanuki beastman overnight, and then she just ventures off into this uh, plot of land because uh, humans and beastmen don't like each other. Which I would love beastmen; they're pretty dope, but they don't like each other. So there's a whole island, and then there's a whole bunch of like conspiracy theories on like a whole bunch of shit happening on there. Pretty dope, oh, dope. yeah. Sounds very underworldish and a little True Blood. Sounds like a lot of elements. In there. I like that. That's really cool. I, I need to get into more anime, actually, guys. You guys need to make sure I do. I've, I, I got Crunchyroll, so I know I have it too. I have it on HBO Max. I have it like so. I need to get into it. I, people have been trying to get me on Castlevania, um, Naruto, um, Naruto, Last Air, Naruto, Naruto uh, Last Airbender. Um, uh, what's uh, there's another one that everybody's been trying to get me on. Uh, one Piece, One Piece, Cow, uh, Cow something, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, well, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I'm slacking so hard. Brotherhood. I'm gonna get Brotherhood. I will, guys. Don't you worry. By the end of 2020, 2020 Dragon Ball Z will not be the only fucking uh, anime that I've seen. I'm fucking such a. I'm so ashamed. Um. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. What okay, so uh, just to cover up one more anime show, Attack on Titan. My nephew put me on this. Nice. It's, Go, it's Josh. Incredible, it's incredible artwork, and it's you know it's basically. Um, a city that's protected, uh, but when you finally get to see what the hell it's protecting, it's these giant um, naked people. They're not monsters, but Titans. they're yes, they're yes. creepy as hell. They have a big ass smile on their face, which is very reminiscent to the Joker. But it's oh, just shit. it's. Oh, I think very, I've seen a commercial about that. It's just very graphic, and I, I that was like one of the first anime shows after Dragon Ball Z that I got into. So I was not expecting to see any of that violence, you know, cart cartoon drawn like that but it's a it's a great show and if you, if you enjoy that type of artwork you're gonna love that all right I did. what the fuck did i play and uh let's get into wb warner brothers studios interactive they are owned by at&t for now and uh big news because they're actually selling off their assets for netherrealm which owns Mortal Kombat and Justice, very successful franchise. Excuse me, successful franchises. Um, before it was owned by Acclaim and Midway, and that was Ed Boon and Tobias. They both still own the franchise, so I'm very interested to see how that goes. The reason why we're very interested, we're all PlayStation uh, fans over here. Uh, the reason why, by the way, Spider-Man, who everyone wants to equalize that, by the way, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. It's been owned by Sony for at least two decades. So that's not the, so anybody that wants to be like, well, well, PlayStation has Spider-Man. Well then go buy the movie rights, go buy all the rights to the Batman. Then you can't like, you're not going to be able to get that license. You're only going to get the license for the video games. So you're basically just blocking PlayStation from making, from playing that game. So let's get into that. Who do you want to buy? I'm assuming you don't want Microsoft to buy because then that would lead them to make it into an Xbox exclusive. Who, what publisher would you like to see by NetherRealm and, uh, Oh, sorry. How did I forget the studio? <laughs> WB Interactive. 
Yeah, so I've been a big fan of these games since they came out, Vince. You know, um, they've they've tried to always do these Spider uh, Batman games in the past, and it's never worked. So when the, we got the first Arkham game, so it was a fucking masterpiece. They put yeah. uh, Batman in his element, you know, sort of like um the de- de- detective where you had to do certain things and levels, use a batarang. But I do want this game first. I don't want it in the hands of Xbox and Microsoft because. It will be screwed right away. I'm not buying an Xbox just to play fucking Batman as much as I love it. Just not going to happen. Oh, same, um, same. Yeah, I will yeah. add on that series. I'll fucking borrow somebody's Xbox. <laughs> Watch the cutscenes online. Right. Yeah. But, you know, probably, and, uh, if they do do that, though, they'll probably put it on, because that's too much money and being missed out on PlayStation. They'll probably bring it out like Tomb Raider. They'll probably bring it out on uh, Xbox first and then like like towards the end of the year give it to so the biggest also reason why they're looking to sell it is because AT&T right now is they're in 100 they have 154 billion dollars worth of debt. So um as you know the billion um, or the million I think it's million. Billion. Billion. Well, it's billion? Damn. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Oscar. Um so they're actually saying, you know, maybe they should sell off um other assets that are not as important like uh, DirecTV, you know. They have a big partnership with DirecTV. So, um, hey, look, I have DirecTV. That shit doesn't cost a lot compared to the other uh, other cable providers that are out there. And it's funny because a lot of people right now are uh, they're actually getting rid of cable. You know, um, yeah. a lot more people are Poor subscribing time. to yeah, a lot of people are subscribing to Hulu TV, um, YouTube um, TV. But also, these things are going up in price. Uh, YouTube TV just went up to seventy dollars now a month. Keep the video games. Keep the video games. Um, so you know. I would love for this game to stay and this company to stay somewhere where it's neutral. That way Xbox fans can enjoy it. And then us, obviously, PlayStation fans could also enjoy it. Nice. And real quick, because we're running out of time, uh, video game pricing, if you haven't seen, they're going to go up. Developers have been asking for this for years because um, so there's a cost effective to this. And I'm, I'm for it, by the way. I'm for the games being up to $70 at least because we're getting really good games, like especially the last like five years. Like it's been like the golden era of games pretty much it. Pretty much the top 10 games that have come out have come out like the last seven years at least. So we're getting really top quality development in games. And these companies have hundreds, if not thousands of developers now that they have to pay. So well, the way that they made up for it, obviously they have to make up for it. They can't just come out of money out of nowhere. It's been micro uh, transactions. And everybody complains about that every year. They're like, oh, all these micro transactions and DLC. But then they complain about a price up on the games. You got to make a decision. Either the game has to be expensive or they have to make up for it for the DLC content. How do you guys feel about that? And then, so we can wrap up, tell me your favorite Arkham game. Um, so I actually don't mind the prices either. You know, we're getting great quality games. And if you're going to give me a game that I can enjoy with DLC, obviously we have to buy the certain DLCs. But I don't mind DLCs. If, you're, if you know, the game was already a certain price. If I can get more extra gameplay out of that game, I'm all for that. Nice. Harry, how do you feel about that? Do you like microtransactions or do you want the game to be more expensive? I, for me, uh, it just means I'm buy less games. Like I used to buy two Pokemon games. Now there's 60, uh, like 60 bucks. I'm not spending $120 on two games. So, you know, just means I'm buy less. Mm, okay. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. but they have gotten better. Like why wouldn't you they pay for, yeah, like way better. Yeah. And I well, anyway. buy all these games. I buy like, you know, the games I like. True. Okay. Well, you're going to be missing out just for price, I guess, but it's okay. Um, all right, so real quick before we go, what's your favorite Arkham game? Arkham Knight. Yep. Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Okay. 
I'm gonna have to go with the crowd. Arkham Knight. That is a really good one. Is that the one where they got the Batmobile in there? Yes. yes. And that's nice. exactly why. Good place, fellas. Where you kill people. I love yeah. it. I love it. And I can't wait for them to jumpstart Rocksteady. All that. That was such a great franchise that led to the Spider-Man series being so good too. You got to give props to both. Watch your profanity. What the fuck did I say? Really, nigga. And uh, no offense, but that's our that's our uh, title. And uh, this week's title is spelled no offense, like fence. To be honest, that is how the British spell it. That's why we made it that way. So we're corny like that. We're trying to get a fence in there. Maybe a little, who knows, a, a lamb. Who knows? I don't know. Oscar's the visionary. He's the artwork guy. He goes, oh, and by the way, he did an excellent job with the pigs fly. We got that into the graphic for the YouTube video. Thank you so much, everybody that subscribed. We have gone up with subscribers tremendously. We've gone up with views tremendously. Keep that going. I hope our host and everybody involved keeps pushing our content. We're making really good content, guys. Each episode is getting better. A lot of our fans are saying so. So keep doing that. So no offense, but... Oh, yeah, give us a time check, uh, Oscar, to Harry. Uh, no offense, but is based on my man, Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun Jackson on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is his second tenure on the team. Very explosive player. One of the best uh, wide receivers to go over 50 yards. One of the fastest receivers. Not very smart, though. Wouldn't bring him on Jeopardy. Wouldn't bring him to the American Ra- Amazing Race. He's very ignorant. And he is the ass of the week, pretty much. I know that's uh, my man, uh, See the God. He loves to do that. But uh, the ass of the week is definitely Deshaun Jackson for anti-Semitism, uh, repeating it. So I would like to say something. I would like to apologize to people. I have, yeah, there's times I've quoted Louis Farrakhan. And there's times where I've shared some of his content because I agree with a lot of his black advocacy. Um, I believe his views on like, you know, trying to uplift the, the black community, but he's very anti-Semitic and he's very homophobic and he's very sexist. And I always like, you know, I always like tried to discount. I, I never like looked at it as a whole. And so I'm just like, I got to get rid of him. So from now on, I'm done with Louis Farrakhan. I'm not done with Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, I feel Louis Farrakhan is calculated. That guy has been a scholar for a very long time. His beliefs are entrenched and that's cool. And he disseminates it to other people that believe in him. Deshaun Jackson is not a public speaker. He's a football player. He's an athlete. The guy is, I'm not saying he's dumb, but like he was definitely dumb enough to quote something that quoted Hitler. Yeah. And so if any, go ahead. Sorry. Um, it was just a very, you know, it's a very ignorant um, statement that he put out. And I'm glad, right. You know, he noticed right away what he, what he said was wrong and he fixed it, it because you you just got to be careful with what you're going to say, especially right now in today's age, you know, um, I don't. I, I believe one one movement is not bigger than the other, or what's going on with certain things around the country are equating to certain things. And I don't want anything to be drowned out because one group believes, hey, what about us? You know, no, yeah. it should be. We should all come together and educate ourselves. Um, just like Julian Edelman says, he wants to take him to the Holocaust Museum. I don't know about you, Vince, but I've been to the Holocaust Museum in the past couple of years when I went to D.C. and it was. It was one of the most um, amazing things to see because you, we all know about what happened, but to be able to witness that in a museum, it's, it's very, it's very hard. It, it just touches you in a different way, you know what um, the the Jews went through during that time, and especially in those countries where these things were going on. Yeah, no, and I, I love my cousins. I love uh, we have some Jews in the family. We have Harry. He's uh, went to he went to uh, Hebrew school. That was really to cool. Israel too. He did. He did. He got I went to the Holocaust Museum. I did. I had the shits. I went to the Holocaust Museum in Israel. That <laughs> shit was crazy. 
It's huge. It is beautifully designed. It's like you learn a bunch of shit. They have pictures of people who were there. Like they took all wow. that shit. They have names engraved. It's an amazing experience. If you go into anywhere, Israel is the place to go, especially Tel Aviv. Well, at least he didn't shit on Johnny Depp's bed. That's that's important. That's always that's always key. Uh, so with Deshaun Jackson, I would like to say uh, for the show that I guess all three of us condemn him. Of course, I do condemn him. He definitely is wrong. But I feel like the punishment is egregious. The guy apologized twice. He deleted the comment. Stephen Jackson came to his defense. Uh, Usma, I forgot his name. He's somebody I had to drop too because he's very homophobic and very sexist as well. Even though he has very good uh, black points and black advocacy points, we're done with that. No more of that. I have to stop doing that. Like, I got to stop being like, oh, great. He's great for the black community. If he's not for the whole community, the whole U.S. community, what's the point? We're not at that level where we just have to like just totally concentrate. But where I do feel that, like you were saying, the Jewish fan base of the NFL, I feel like overreacted. And I know I'm probably the minority over that, but that's fine. That's okay. And shout out to Justin Reese. He is one of my former uh, camp kids when I was a camp counselor. This is to you, actually. I love you, bro. You're a very intelligent person. But uh, to equate the BLM movement and anti-Semitism, in my mind, are both prejudiced, but one is racial. Ethno-religion is not a race. That's arguable, obviously. That's debatable. A lot of people will come against me for that. That's fine. But not that many people. In America, in particular, not in Arabia, not in Germany, past Germany, not during the Holocaust, of course. Atrocities never should have happened. We believe that it happened. We need to do our best to fight anti-Semitism. So Nothing like that could ever even come close to happening again. But you got to be consistent. And the NFL did not come down hard on Riley Cooper for saying, get those niggers when he was behind a fence at a Kenny Chesney concert on the same team that is owned by two Jewish members. Howie, could somebody get his name, please? Howie Roseman, I believe. And, uh, and then the other guy, um, the GM, they're both Jewish and they both are working on a Hitler documentary. Totally fine. We all need to know more about the atrocities of the Holocaust. I never want that to end. I never want us to forget about 9-11. I never want us to forget about Pearl Harbor. I never want us to forget about Oklahoma City. I don't want to ever forget about Tulsa. These are all ingrained in us in fabric. But I feel like you're bringing down the BLM movement by doing that. Did you, you mentioned Julian Edelman before. Did he even kneel for Colin Kaepernick? No. He's not responsible for everybody's plate. If you want to get down with the movement, Yes. The only thing that I ask of people that are not down with the movement is to shut the fuck up. Like, if, you don't, if you're not about it, that's cool. Move on. But don't try to douse them. Oh, well, this movement, oh, you're like BLM, what about black-on-black crime? What about the Jews? What about uh, black trans? Okay, cool. But why is it always, like, why are we always taking a line? Why are we always creating division just to get, inju- just to get uh, social justice? Please, touch on that, guys. And yeah, no, Vince, I totally agree with you. You know, um, I think it's it's just a time where we're living in where everybody should be careful with what they say. But, you know, we've 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 been a little we've actually been more political in our podcast. And I, I actually like it because yeah. we have sure. to touch up up on the world. And you know what? With with that, we should wrap it up and um, we'll we'll keep going with every episode and we'll keep touching on everything that's going on. Oscar's like, this is too hot topic for me. I do not want to offend any Jewish people out there. Only Vince. <laughs> I'm a Jew, so I approve. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad we. Had, I'm glad I had a Jew by my side. We're a little biased because we're on the same team and we're in the same family. But 
But um, no, I appreciate you guys. If you have nothing to say towards that, we could definitely wrap up, try to keep up to our uh, time limits and Zoom because Zoom is free for us for now. <laughs> you guys have anything to say? No. All good. All good. You guys did a fantastic job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for promoting the show, guys. The team keep up. You guys have, like I said, Harry's on the squad. Uncle Harry. Pokemon Stoner is his new Instagram handle. He's a producer of the show. So is Oscar. Oscar is a producer of the show. He's also art director. Please get us on Twitter, Keep Up NY. We are on Twitch, Keep Up NYC. We have an Instagram, which is gaining followership. We're at 800. Please get us to 1,000. I don't care about 900. I'm, I'm, I'm already looking towards 1,000. We need to get to 10,000 subscribers so we can actually activate a bunch of features on Instagram. Help us get there, guys. Also, keep subscribing to YouTube, please. We're we're over 50 uh, subscribers. Not a lot, obviously, but it's a lot more than we started with. So we really appreciate that. Keep watching our show. Then we also have Patreon, the Keep Up Podcast. Facebook is Keep Up Shut Up. That is our official, our official Facebook fan page group. If you want to follow Sylvan Sane, that's cool, too, but it's more important to follow Keep Up so you can get all of our podcast news and whenever things debut and all our beautiful artwork that Oscar, like I said, doing a phenomenal job doing. Then we have, again, my IG is still been seen. Harry's, Harry's IG is Pokemon Stoner, P-K-M-N. Then we have Oscar, which is Oslamalo. And then he has Oslamalo underscore artwork, which you can go catch his artwork. And then we have John, that is Thundercat.ttv. He is on Twitch. He is our flagship person on Twitch. He hasn't really been uh, live streaming that much lately. But like I said, you can catch his YouTube videos about hiking and clean eating with his girlfriend, Sammy Rosenbaum. That's all I got to say, guys. So let's get into our motherfucking outro. You better shut the fuck up. Listen up. And keep up. With Oslamalo. And Sylvan Sane. Over and out, homies.